She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the book besties. I just want to know the mechanics of somebody swallowing someone's balls under the water in a hot tub. That's not a soft coffee? I'm fucking done now. My hummingbird's back. I'm pretty sure he's part lizard. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Because men are stupid, Molly. Murder over math. I know, my God. <laughs> and you know what? It's not even like con hangover. We're just exhausted. I'm my in God. my seven day stretch, so I'm so burned out. And the only thing I can freaking... Okay, so I listened to ne- this week's episode coming up. The con episode, okay? Two... So the episode the week before. Right, right. The, the week that's already... Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. To the con episode at this point, Molly. I hope so. Wibbly wobbly <laughs> timey wimey stuff. Okay, <laughs> Wayne's World, whatever. Okay, so I'm listening to that as I'm going through that. The yeah. only thing I'm thinking about is how I told Anthony Mara about my bootleg book, and he keeps bringing it up about <laughs> how interesting it is. <laughs> We've got receipts. If he writes one, we've got. I just. It's just he was too interested. Anthony, I have, I don't know you. Just please don't steal my book. Please don't steal my book. We have receipts. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I have proof. It's, I wrote my idea first, but like, my guy. We didn't even talk about his book. We talked about Jurassic Park and like my book. And I'm like. I haven't actually even listened to the con episode as of this It's Sorry, I, I took care of it. I have been busy because I'm on my seven day stretch. So what I'm talking about for Mm -hmm. our listeners, um, the library where I work is open seven days a week. And so when it's your weekend, you work Saturday through Friday. (laughs) It's fun for the whole family. And my hips start hurting and I start falling asleep the second I walk in the door. Because I keep it so warm. It's also when I start doing things like Lego. That's what all my Lego projects have been part of. Like I have little Lego projects on my desk right now too. And I currently have started a random new hobby of diamond art. So that's this. I don't know, Molly. I'm just trying to find something to control. There's a monster in my brain that controls my doubts. My doubts. <laughs> I'm doubting this book. Well, this book. This I have book. a library edition because I actually own this on my Kindle. So I, I bought this years ago. Edition. Years ago when we were supposed to read it for group and then we never read it. <laughs> well, I read it. Um, I, read I didn't it. read it. I have it on my Kindle, so I borrowed my library's copy. So the so, the soft I think copy, the soft copy. It's called paperback. Soft coffee, I called it. It's not a soft <laughs> coffee. Fuck. Soft coffee. Nowhere near. Clip. That's nowhere near correct. I think this is probably the original cover because it's looks pretty. Like it's it's shiny. This Let's one's see. shiny too. This might be the first print. Let's see. Yeah, I have to say I complained a lot about this book while I was listening to it. I didn't listen to the audiobook. I read this one. Um, I complained a lot while listening. 
Okay, so <laughs> let me give a synopsis, and then we can go through all get through this the, episode and just all the bells. Just keep going. Mine's Not bells and whistles. Bells. Just bells. <laughs> and by the way, my bell's still in my bedroom. Motherfucker, Molly, you've had enough time. I'm well. Well, well enough to say so. Your, just keep your office is across the hall from your motherfucking bedroom. <laughs> it's not far. Like, it's really not a far journey. I just am that forgetful. Well, ADHD! Next week to see if Molly brings her bell. <laughs> yeah, 50 for the shot. Uh, shot, my guys. I would say it's probably 80-20. Rude. Rude. You know what? Respectfully, fuck you. <laughs> That's fair. I deserve that. <laughs> Valid. Valid. So how about a synopsis? <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians follows too many characters to count during a summer in Singapore for a wedding for the wedding of Kel Nope, that's not how you say his name. Colin Koo are of those coups. Of course. And Who are what other coups would there be? Right. Colin and Araminta are nowhere near main characters though. <laughs> Whatever. They're like the Z storyline in this whole thing. Uh, I guess they're more like the catalyst, but anyway. All right, the main characters appear to be Rachel and Nick, a couple who met at a university where they both work as professors in New York City. The two have been dating for two years, and this is the first time Rachel will be meeting Nick's family, who up until now she knew nothing about. Two years Turns of out, dating, you didn't know shit about his family? Yeah, that's a big bell ringer for me. Turns out... Red flag! <laughs> Turns out Nick isn't just rich, he's crazy rich. His family Stupid is rich. old money that old money people don't, don't talk know. about. Him. They don't even Can you let me fucking talk? Sorry, I'm a shit. The it's two been have been dating for two years, and this is the first time Rachel will be meeting Nick's family, who up until now she knew nothing about. Why? Turns out Nick isn't just rich and crazy rich. He's crazy rich. His family is so old money that he they don't even know how much money they have. Rachel is thrown in the middle of this world filled with inter intervening, that is the word I meant to type, mothers and grandmothers, jealous ex-girlfriends, and more scheming want-to-be girlfriends. Rachel is clearly not prepared for these Singaporean wealthy families. In addition to this main story, there are many side stories, including Nick's cousin Astrid, whose marriage is falling apart. There you go. That's your synopsis. What a goddamn story. And like, uh, this is so long. It's so my guy. So long. My guy. This guy went to U of H Clear Lake, by the way. Like, he's a U of H Clear Lake graduate. <laughs> he, can, he can never go back to Singapore, by the way. He skipped out on some military. Really? So he can never go back. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so if I get the article again, I'll I'll put it in the comments. That's wild. Yeah. All right, Molly, let's get it out of the way. Okay. Before I ask the question, yeah, I just want to say. So I picked this book because it is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. I thought let's do a book that has many different 
Asian people in it. We Lots of representation done, in here. Right. We have done books that had AAPI before. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astonishing Color of After was also yep. AAPI. Um, so I picked the book because I read it before. And for some reason, I had it in my head that I enjoyed this book the first time I read it. And as I was reading it this time, I was like, what the fuck did I like about this book? So I went to my Goodreads. Turns out I rated it two stars. <laughs> Guess where my audiobook was from when we, it was halfway through. I quit it the first time I started fuck, it. Molly. I didn't even remember. I don't even remember reading this. Okay, so I that's I don't the remember problem. reading this. That's the problem with this book. You DNF'd it and didn't remember. I, I remember the movie. I didn't remember not liking it. <laughs> I read the, I watched the movie. I loved the movie when I first saw it. So that's the why movie, I read the book. We're going to talk more about the movie later. Yeah. I didn't love the movie, but it was better I than the book. To. And that, you heard it here, besties. The movie. Was better than the book. Was better than the book. And I'm never going to say that again, gang. Mm, I have a few movies that I think are better. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I'm going to need a list. I'm going to need a list. Um, I thought Something Borrowed was better as a movie than it was as a book. You know, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I, I mean, I like That's something- taking it all the way back. The way back. First that is that is season one, one. And that is, that is our first book fight, gangs. And yeah. this will be a book fight for, like, the rest of our lives. Probably. It's, probably. it's actually our second episode that we ever did because our first episode is like a 30 like minute. Idiot. Like, who are we? But yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So what did you think about this book? Boy, oh boy, does this man like to talk. Okay. First and foremost, I get what he was trying to do. I get it. But he keeps dragging on about how fucking wealthy everybody is. Hmm. Bro, we get it. You're bragging at this point. You called them crazy rich. We got it. We got it. Like, you don't need to keep telling me how much shit's worth. If you talk a Bugatti, I know how to Google how much a Bugatti is. I know what Christian Dior costs. Like, you don't have to give me numbers. My guy. I, I, I didn't really realize that there were so many wealthy people in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Which is actually true that it there is. are like the majority, I think it's like the highest percentage of overall wealth. Like, yeah, like per capita, right? No, like I think the most billionaires or something is in Interesting. Singapore. Um, actually, uh, interesting. Um, what's the Facebook guy? Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you. He's a Singaporean as well, Mr. Dead Eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's part lizard at this point. He is a lizard person. Him <laughs> and Elon Musk. Okay, total soundtrack. That's like the only time those two are ever going to be like compared to each other as like that. No. <laughs> total sidetrack. But did you know Elon Musk wants to bu- uh, nuke the ice caps of Mars so we can terraform it? Like, homie can but he'll get in trouble for making the weapons he wouldn't get in trouble for putting them into mars because nobody really owns mars but he wants to terraform it we have we he can't do that 
Well, <laughs> no. if he did it, he couldn't do it with NASA support because we signed a treaty saying that we would never create right. a, a, a military presence in space. And then we created Space Force. So. But like, but like the creation of the nuclear bombs is an issue and like who owns Mars and it's weird and muddy and I just, it's consuming my brain. This has nothing to do with Crazy Rich Asians. I know. Let's go back to the book. I'm sorry. <laughs> I took my meds today. I'm just struggling. I was up at six. Okay. So did you like it? <laughs> you never really Oh. <laughs> so here's a book. It was written in 2013. There's a movie about it. Um, so did I like it? That is the question. Yes and no. Like... I enjoyed the storylines. I laughed all the way through. I really was glad I got more of Astrid's story. I was a fan of her originally in the movie. Hmm. Okay, so I love that you said that. I'm, I'm going to hold my thought. Keep going. And, you know, Nick and Rachel I like more, but I have problems with Nick. And I don't know if this is cultural. I don't, know a lot of problems I, I don't know if it's cultural, if it's, you know, just him i don't know if it was how he was written i don't know he's a walking red flag and it's just mm. and or just mm. is supposed to be like swooning over this guy and all i'm just i'm grossed out he he's completely oblivious to what he's throwing his girlfriend into he doesn't seem to care that she's uncomfortable and he she has no idea about his family at all mm. i i just yeah. issues and i want to break this pencil well, my biggest issue with this book. Okay. Yeah. You ready for it? Uh-huh. So this book is a part of a trilogy, right? right? There are three books. Right. And all three of the books focus, focus, quote unquote, around Nick and Rachel. Right. You know what they should have done? You know what Kevin Kwan should have done? What? He makes a Nick and Rachel story. Then he makes an Astrid and Michael story. Then he makes a whatever the fuck story. Why is this not companion series? Like, that would be so much better. That would have made so much more sense. Instead, we have just stream of consciousness. It's just. And sometimes it does feel like you're in a party and like all the people are talking and you're just listening to the noise of the room. But I don't want that in a book. I don't exactly. want that in a book. I, do, I I go to books because I don't want to extrovert. If I want to extrovert, I will go out. Why are you making a party in a book, my guy? It felt like to me, like scrolling through Perez Hilton or other gossip. Social sites. media? It's like yes. newsflash, Nick and Rachel. And then you go to newsflash, Astrid and Michael. And it just like, it, it basically was like going down a rabbit hole of celebrity gossip. But people who are school, not real. That I don't care about who are crazy. And races. somehow high school gossip at the same time. Yeah. It was just People are being good. bitchy and ridiculous and like. It was just not was, good. Yeah. I did not like it. Two. No for Two me, dog. It's a hard pass. All right. So Nick and Rachel are going to see Nick's family for the first time. Should he have prepared her better? Bing, 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 bing. Oh my God. Like. Did I get enough of them? Yeah, like... The, do you need me to do more? I mean, if it'll make you feel better. You want one more for good measure? Okay, there you go. How's that feel? Better? 
Okay, I'm done now. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, you know that scene within, uh, and uh Mando where Grogu gets in the battle bot. No, he's like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. I'm like, like the most toddler. toddler. That is the most toddler thing yeah. I have ever seen. And yes. I'm gonna say something controversial, but Mando is my favorite of all of the Star Wars stuff. I love the Mandalorian. <laughs> hey, no more bell. Okay, so what you're was the question? You're, you're wrong though. So go fuck yourself. Respectfully. Respectfully. Fuck you. Oh, Nick. Okay, my problem is with The question Nick. was, should he have prepared her better? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And, like, hmm. Astrid told him. Astrid told him. She fucking knew Rachel. Bitch should have told her, too. Like, yeah. Astrid's to blame, too. Like, I mean, they're friends. lies by saying that they're comfortable, that he's never really considered himself wealthy it's his family's money it's all bullshit you're the boy prince right. your grandmother loves nobody as much as she loves you right your mother hired a literal detective to go and search out your what your potential girlfriend's family from china right. that she's never met right. like your family's batshit crazy they have that kind of yeah. money and you just yeah. I do feel like it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's like so. I feel like there are two kinds of wealth, and this book is one of them. Actually, it gives us both of them. So there are two kinds of wealth. There are those people that are wealthy, and they like to let everyone know how wealthy they are. And there are characters in this book. I can't think of his name, but the guy that had the kids and like they had to dress perfectly. Oh and yeah, yeah. And he was played by the comedian, the stand-up comedian. Yep. Um. So there's that kind of wealth. I'm gonna find it. Yeah. Um. And, well, this is still old money, okay? And then right. there's old money wealthy that is so wealthy, they don't even really acknowledge it. It's just they have all these things. So it's just like, I don't know what you mean. Like, I just have always had it. Um, it's just, and, and, then, just and then there's new wealth, which we actually, I have that in my notes to talk about later, too. But I do think... And slightly in Nick's defense, I don't think he really realized that this would be so problematic. Because men are stupid, Molly. But he knows how his family dresses. He knows this is going to but, be the most but, expensive wedding in the world. And he's letting her bring he, clothes that are not appropriate. He's but letting his, her bring his family does not do that. They right. they make a point to talk about at the very beginning that like yeah, they buy that hotel, but when they come in, they're walking because why waste money on a taxi? You know, they're right. all these things. They weren't really showing off their wealth. They just right. did it. But it's then there just, were people like the the people who were at Araminta's uh, bridal, no, not bridal shower, uh, bachelorette party who were yeah. there to show off how wealthy they were. Yeah. And then there was um, her friend's parents. You know, uh, played by Aquafina. What's the character? Yeah, uh, Peek Lean, Peek Pe Lin. Pe yeah, Peck Lin. Her parents, yeah. Peck Lin. They were new money too, but yeah. they were like our version of rednecks winning the lotto. Yes, new money. You know, yeah. like yeah. I actually have that in here um, to talk about. So let's just jump okay. to it. So Rachel's college friend Peek Lin lives in Singapore and she's never heard of Nick's family, which is never. weird. Why though she comes from a family of new money made from property property development. Mm -hmm. Um so 
what are your thoughts on her family? They feel like Annapolis money. You know what I mean? It's accessible. They're more down to earth. It's more comfortable America, like something we would be more comfortable with. They fly commercial. They don't, you know, they, they, they don't, they talk about their money, but not in a way that looks down on others. They're just like, haha, we got money. Let's be stupid. Does that make sense? I disagree. I picture I picture exactly how they're portrayed in the movie. Mm-hmm. They are all about being flashy with their money. They are new money. They are going to tell everybody that they have money. Everything is going to be gold, 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 gold. It very much is somebody winning the lottery who doesn't know how to handle that kind of cash. I know. It very much I know. is that. It, the joke, I remember the joke Aquafina made. She goes, she goes, Versace. You know, know, the Castle of Versailles and Trump's bathroom. (laughs) It's like, it's like Aquafina. She stole that movie. She stole it. It was totally her. She's so fantastic. She's really great in it. All right. So does this book seem real? Can you even fathom this kind of wealth? I can't, but I know it's real. I know it's it's real. It's just not a world that I understand. I, I had a Coasty I knew. I went to boot camp with him, and then later in life, we crossed paths. He came from money, mm-hmm. and he was a college, like, level swimmer, and, like, his goals were rescue swimmer. He saw The Guardian and, like, you know, lost his shit. <laughs> Not right. even close to accurate. Not, like, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> he came from money, uh-huh. like, Connecticut. Yale money like and his mom was sending like Clinique and shit you know face wash for him and like the expensive shit he would get care packages and they were like expensive salon brand shampoos and stuff and I'm like homie I'm using Pert Plus for everything it's an in and out kind of situation we get five minutes in the shower what are you doing with your life like and he was still that way. He mm-hmm. drove an expensive car. He stayed in E3 as long as possible because he kept trying to get into swim school. And he could. Financially, he could play. He was playing Coast Guard, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was a game to him because Did he, get he has in? money. Did he get no, in? No, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. He kept getting, like, he got hurt at the unit and then he... um couldn't pass the swim trial because he gained too much weight and like it was just like little things he ended up going um sk and then got out like three years later oh i'm sorry went to yale he's fine he's fine he's like going to law school right now he's not paying for it i don't know roy rory gilmore went to yale and she's not doing so great these days rory sleeps with her ex-boyfriend who's married yeah. Is she really the person you want to model your life off of? No, but she went to Yale. That was my example. So did uh, Paris Geller, and she's scary as shit. Can we go Fair. back to this book? <laughs> um, this is not, like, this amount of wealth is not something that I can understand. Like, to me, it just doesn't... I've never been in a place in my life, and I will probably never be Mm-mm. in a place in my life. Where I'm I never going to have this kind of money. Where I can just spend and not think about what's in our checking account. If 
I ever make it in any kind of money way, it's going to be lotto rich. I am redneck rich. You know did, what I mean? Like you the lotto? Not enough to say so. <laughs> I like grabbing a scratcher once in a while. Matt will play the Mega Millions if it's up. But no, but like I'll be redneck rich, you know? I've never Beverly Hillbilly is 2.0. played the lotto where you have to like pick your numbers. Like the real. Oh, I, we always do scratchers. the quick picks. We always do the quick picks. You but know? I've never done anything that wasn't a scratcher. Like I've never done like that you have to wait for the numbers. Oh. Gambling. On a list of things I'm going to have to teach you to do. <laughs> I'm your bad influence. I'm doing all the bad influence things for you. That's enough from you. <laughs> right. Colin and Araminta are getting married. Their wedding is the wedding of the season. Based on all we know in this book, is this marriage for love or money? Love. I think Araminta really does care about him. I think... The, the show, the dog and pony show is her parents trying to show mm -hmm. off their money. I think mm -hmm. Araminta and his name's Colin, right? Colin. I think they would have been happy going to Vegas or Atlantic City or, or like anywhere where they could just elope, you know? Yeah. Uh, they were doing the big thing for their parents. They wanted to be together. He, yeah. you know, he really loved her. She really loved him. They were really a real couple, I think, but I think you get the real Araminta and Colin when they come and pick up Nick and Rachel. Yes. Yes. They're kind and of like in sweats and balmy and like, you know. They knew. Not, they knew. after flash. Araminta and Colin knew after that first day they were going to have to put a show on a show. The whole mm -hmm. summer was going to be a show for that wedding. Mm -hmm. And they knew they were only going to get one day mm -hmm. where they got to live normal lives. Right. And Rachel and Nick are the closest thing they get to live a normal life, right? Because, right. I mean, Nick goes down to the Y and uses her Netflix password. <laughs> That's from the movie. Oh, shit. Goddamn. <laughs> anyway. No, I think that that was a, it was a marriage of love. I think that um, mm -hmm. they definitely probably they met in the circles that they ran in and definitely yeah. their parents probably were like hey yeah. i mean yeah there was probably but, matchmaking going along but i really but truly I thought they cared about each other i think so too i think so too um and i mean divorce does not seem to be a thing and i don't know if this is a cultural thing or if it's just in like i don't know they're circles. really christian they're like real christian but they're not all Christian. So Araminta no. is Buddhist. Mm -hmm. but she goes to the Methodist youth group because that's where the wealthy people go. And then somebody else is Hindu and they go to the Methodist youth group too. They're socializing. Yeah. And by the way, I am Methodist. So I am a heathen. I know you are, Molly. That's okay. I'm good with it though. I've made right with my gods. There's little things all over. It's fine. I'm being creepy. And <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's keep going. You know that Minnie Kaling quote from The Office? Sometimes I just talk and I don't know where it's going. Yeah. Happens at least once every episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you expect anything less? It's both of us, though. Like, yeah, I'll be talking about sure. it. I, I, don't, I don't know. What I was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, <laughs> let's talk about Eleanor's Bible study. So, Oy. were they right to do a deep dive on Rachel's background given their financial no! status? Oh, absolutely not. So you're you, telling me you wouldn't be tempted to do background checks on the people who come looking to date your daughter? Oh, I do. I will Facebook stalk them, but I'm not going to be like hiring a PI every time my girls bring somebody home. Hmm. Nick brought a girlfriend home and they hired a PI. Yes, because like, they have the resources to do that. I I don't know. I, I mean, I think that they were wrong, but I also can understand it. If you have that kind of wealth and you don't know this person, you could definitely be under the impression that what they're looking for is for the money. Right. But she's been for with two years. Kids. Two years. Yeah. But Nick never told her. He never told his mom. Right. But she, he also never told her about the money. Until they fucking got there. So she's not really there. wrong for doing it. I completely right. agree with you. But I do understand it. I do understand it. I get wanting to protect your child. But. Yeah. Well, it's not just. But my child. money. My money doesn't go over my kids. It doesn't. No, but. It doesn't. If the opportunity was. Hey. This person isn't loving my kid. They're loving the wealth. I might want to know that their motivations were pure. Right. But my children will be adults by then. And we have to hope that we instill within them the values that we hold and the good sense to know when somebody's using us. Okay. Well, once again, men are stupid. I also agree to that statement, but that doesn't change my opinion (laughs) on this argument. Well, disagreement I, discussion i, I do agree with you though i i understand it but it's mm-hmm. totally wrong it's gross and dirty <laughs> it is gross it is it sucks it's, it's not, like it's not okay but um i mean i understand her protective nature i just don't think she handled it the right way the man is fucking is, 30 the man's right. in his 30s right let him make his own stupid choices and the truth is that all those other motherfucking women really want him for the money. They don't want him for him. The irony was not lost on me. Yeah. Rachel's the only one that actually wanted him for who he was because she didn't know. She didn't know that the money was up there. But very clever. This is is the one nod I'm going to give Kevin Kwan. Very clever to make her an economist. Because she has to do something that has to have, she has to do something with wealth. Yeah. The movie changes it so she's like an, a mathematician dealing a game with game theory. That game, yeah, theory. game theory, an economist in game theory, and that's more specific. But I, I'll put the. I, I, I know why they did I that. I looked it up. I don't understand it even after reading it. But if you're interested, I will put the links to all the shit I found about game theory in the comments. It's ridiculous, and math it's is dumb. Like, Murder over math. It, it's basically like card counting and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, but she's not doing that. I know why they did it in the movie. It's because they needed that last scene with the Mahjong tiles. Yeah. But um, the book, she's just an economist. So she's mm-hmm. she knows money. And yeah. so it gives the mom, Eleanor, more ammo to say she's counting the cost of everything in this house right, which right, Rachel right. is not doing but no. you know all right 
Let's talk about Astrid. So she's an heiress on both sides of her family, but she marries Michael, who came from modest means. Their marriage is falling apart. What did you think of their story? Michael's a piece of shit. What the fuck? Me? No, Michael. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? He faked an affair? Like, my guy. Have some balls. Have some balls. Have some balls. Have Have a fucking backbone. Have a backbone. You fucking don't want to be with me? Say it to my goddamn face. Don't be a chicken shit. Yeah. If anybody deserved to hire a PI, it was Astrid. That's the only person that should have had a PI the whole time. Yeah. I, I, their story is just crazy in my head. Like, I don't, Michael's jealousy of her is stupid. It's stupid. And it's it's not just jealousy. He's resents her. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, I kind of understand why he resents her family. When he's at events, they just start handing him iPads. Like, here, I can't get in this. Fix this for me. Right. But, like, Like, here's the problem with that. He's not Astrid constantly is defending him. Mm -hmm. She is always his champion. Yeah, because she doesn't give a fuck about any of that. She loves him. No, she loves him. And he's sitting here treating her like garbage. And it's just, she honestly, he doesn't deserve her. Astrid is my favorite character in this book she is sweet and she is kind she is she deserves more than this whole storyline yeah so much more but see here is why i'm gonna defend this again this is why i think that this needed to be a series of standalones because astrid could be a minor like not a minor character but a character in this book we may even know about her divorce or, or the, the fact that Michael isn't showing up to things. And then right. second Have book, Nick mention it. Be like, oh, yeah. where's, you know? Where's Michael? And then in the second book, then you focus on their relationship. And then it makes more I sense. Hope back. Damn it, then I'm sorry. it makes more sense that Charlie Wu comes into the story. Because after the wedding is over, there's still, as you texted me, four hours left in the audiobook. There's still a few hundred pages after the wedding. That book was done. Fucking done. Done. I. Where are we going with this? I thought this was about the wedding. Why are we got four hours left post-wedding? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. way. Reminds me of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Have you seen that scene? Yes. I forgot oh, what we right. were doing here. Murder. I have chills. Oh, right. We're dealing with a murder. It was number <laughs> nine. <laughs> murder over math. Murder over math. <laughs> Hashtag murder over math. Let's make it a thing. <laughs> Let's make it a thing, gang. Let's make it a thing. Um, don't murder your math teacher. We're not. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Searching. We prefer murder in a book over math. Yes. Murder Context, over. kids. Context. Context. Anyway. No. I Fuck Michael. Fuck Michael. He's a coward. He didn't deserve yeah. Astrid. And, and I just feel like. Charlie Wu's story that we are like 200 pages. We're like 100 so close to the end. 
Okay. So close to the end. Like, let's see. It's like a hundred pages and we're flashing back to the nineties when she was dating Charlie Wu. Like why? Speaking of, I watched all the end credits. They put Harold, what is his name? From yes. Glee yes. in the end credits as him. They were yes. trying to hint at another goddamn movie. So Seriously. I, so what I the fuck, like, my guy? How many times this episode are you gonna say my guy? Should we get I don't know I count? I don't know. Um, okay. It's better than the ums. <laughs> I'm a bully. <laughs> oh, here we go. At page 322. Uh-huh. Very interesting. 400, 403 pages. We're now flashing back to the 90s in which she's dating Charlie Wu. So, about... Why the- is Charlie even important at this point? We are almost yeah. under this book. We That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. It could have been another book. Okay, Come on, so- you guys suck. <laughs> All right. So, about the movie. These guys. Because they're real people. <laughs> All right. So, about the movie. So, movie. what's his face from Glee and now Grey's Anatomy? He was supposed to be Charlie Wu in more of the story, okay, in more of the movie. But they cut his scenes because they didn't want it to look like Astrid was going, was leaving her husband for him. But if you read- Because we can't make Astrid the villain. Right. But if you read the synopsis of the next couple of books, the next Mm -hmm. two books, you will find out that Astrid and Charlie- do get back together. Right. Um, That's what my assumption was. I was like, oh, she's going to end up with him. Especially when he was like trying to help her get back her husband. What a fucking chivalrous, you know, chivalrous thing? Yes. That is That doesn't sound right. Okay, moving on. Anyway, so (laughs) there is supposed to be a second movie. Um, a, year, a year ago, or 2021 or 2022, I there was an article from then. I was searching when I was watching the movie. And it's supposed to be about those two, Astrid and Charlie. Mm. Um, so I don't know if they're actually going to make it. You know, pandemic changed a lot of things. I don't know. We're in a writer's strike now. We're going to get shit till freaking next January. Yeah. You're doing a lot of interrupting this episode. I know. I'm really sorry. I'm really on the struggle bus today. I know. I need to go to the timeout chair. (laughs) If you go to the timeout chair, we'll never finish the episode. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. As you were saying, I'm fucking done now. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the bachelorette party. Uh, Rachel no. is basically tormented on the island. She befriends a doctor. We literally never see this doctor again. What never. is up with all these women? It, and the doctor turns into a lawyer on the movie, and then the lawyer starts bullying her. And yeah, in the movie, the person that befriends her is the bad, is the mean person. But that's not right. What and then the Astrid saves her. And it's a fucking mess. Okay, actually, I, like I think the, the movie did a pretty good job making that a little more seamless. I liked asked. I liked the doctor. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the storyline her again. No, I. I mean, she was a great ad. She definitely showed that there is air quote normal people in this family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and having her sticker stick around would have been nice, but just throwing her in and then throwing her out was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Well, we did another- not need that extra storyline. We didn't. 
there's another character like that too who is also a doctor we get the character that Peekling's oh, dad Peekling's dad talks to and he's trying, and, trying to buy his land a flashback of him being saved by um Nick's grandpa what the fuck was the oh. point in that you know what's wild you know what is- I'm gonna say something that you you say a lot where's the fucking editor where is the editor in this that's book? where I was going with that if this is how thick this is, and we're sitting here saying these stories could have been cut, what's on the cutting room floor right now? How Nothing. much bigger was I'm pretty first- sure Kevin Kwan was like, no, I'll pay to publish it myself because I'm a crazy rich Asian. Don't worry about it. Who went AWOL and is definitely going to get court-martialed by the Singapore military if he ever gets picked up. <laughs> 100%. They'll do your court-martial, by the way, guys, they will do your court-martial till your dying days. I just read an article about a World War II veteran getting court-martialed for going AWOL. Cool. They don't fucking care. The military gets their money back. <laughs> okay, so movie. Bachelor party. You tell me. Fish. Necessary. Unnecessary. So, I felt like the bachelor party, bachelorette party was... I felt like that was a necessary scene. I don't know about the fish or whatever i don't know if that part was necessary but the bullying that happened from the other women i think was necessary because this wasn't just her parents his parents that had an issue with this i do think it like what became a bit excessive like at the wedding he Mm -hmm. finds out that or she finds out that he had a three-way with two of the girls right like was that fucking necessary you know what would have been necessary one of the, the that character that reveals that asks, does Nick still do the thing with the uh, underside of his tongue? I really yeah. want to know what that thing is. Tell me, give me the details, because not that kind of book. Inquiring minds need to know. Want to know? Not that kind of book. What bothered me? What bothered me about like the bachelor party, the fish scene, all that stuff was the fish scene felt extra violent Mm -hmm. in a book that's trying to portray a sense of dignity, refinity. You know what I mean? These people are classy and you're sitting here telling me that one of these girls went and got a fish, gutted it and wrote in its blood. No, that just doesn't, that doesn't track. Doesn't track, you know, writing in lipstick or nail polish. Yeah. Trashing her room with soap that tracks. Yeah. Dead fish that doesn't track. Yeah, there's a difference between being catty and being violent. Right, and this just, and the dead fish is a violent act. And I literally recoiled when I, the first time I saw it in the movie, in the book when I heard it, and Mm -hmm. the, like, I recoiled because it's just, yeah, it's a threat of violence. When Mm -hmm. you put something dead in someone's bed, it's a threat of violence. And that does not happen in this. This is not a, aggressive book like that yeah like we're not talking about the gangs in a- east asia we're not talking about the gangs you know you know right the criminal activity we're talking about wealthy people wealthy people don't behave this way they behave they don't they behave pay people to behave this way yes and then they cover it up right 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 um so colin's bachelor party so ridiculous bernard uh, throws a rager filled with drugs, gambling, and prostitutes. Colin doesn't want any of that. Mm. So what did you think about that whole scene? I feel like that was for Bernard. 
100%. And, 100%. and it shows how these families are so intertwined mm-hmm. and intermingled. Yeah, Colin and how felt like he had to, to let him do it because of who his dad was. He dragged them to dogfighting. Yeah. Gross, my guy. In 2013. Also, I just want to know the mechanics of somebody swallowing someone's balls under the water in a hot tub. I think you would choke. You would choke and drown at the same time. Like, that's a no for me. I'm out. Hard pass. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just sit on the side. Just, then we can talk. Calm down. You need to calm down. <laughs> that's... No, you're being too much, right? Like, I just don't want to do it underwater. Hard pass. That's how you die. (laughs) (laughs) I would do anything for love, but I won't won't do that. I would do underwater. (laughs) No, I won't do that. (laughs) I would do anything for love. What the fuck is this episode? I don't know. Okay, what's our next question? Well, I just want to say on a related note, Bernard kind of gets it in the end, pun intended, as he is found in a closet with Kitty Pong's fingers up his ass. Accuracy. So. Seems like a fitting end for him. All right. Again, another storyline that wasn't necessary. Kitty Pong. Awesome. Awesome. But see, that could have been another story because yeah. in the sequels to this, she married Make it a short else. story. She married Make somebody else. Jesus and that could have Christ. been like that story. She married somebody like wealthy or something. I don't know. All right. So I wanted to know how the audiobook handled the footnotes. Did you even know there were footnotes? I didn't even know there were footnotes until you told me so about it. If you're watching online, I'm going to show you guys because this book is very footnotes heavy. So a lot of the footnotes Why? have to do with, um, so you can see like here at the bottom, a lot of the footnotes have to do with translating the words um, of what they mean. So did it just tell you the words in English or did it use the it words? It just kind of just threw it in there and then would translate it on the spot. So it would also tell you like, um, ab- what abbreviations were and things like that. But my Sometimes. biggest, okay, well, my no, biggest but... complaint about these footnotes, because I'm the kind of person that needs to read them. Like, I feel like you included them mm-hmm. for a reason. Kevin Kwan actually inserts himself into yeah. the footnotes. There's yeah. literally references to like the school that the boys go to where he's like, this is where all the wealthy people went, your author included. No, no, this is fiction. You are real. You life. don't get to tell us that this was a school you went to. John no. Green wrote a book about the school that he went to. Him put himself in it. John Green every season till he's on. John Green every season till he's on the pod. But no, don't put yourself in the book. You want to write? You want to write about yourself? That's nonfiction. It's called a biography. Yeah. This is fiction. Yeah. You do not go in here. Even if you're basing it on something that's reality, you don't get to insert yourself in it. That is weird. That's weird. It's weird. Nobody All wants right. to be a part of your like real life role playing. Eh. Yeah, it's weird. Look, right. you fled the country. You yeah. cannot go back to the country. You don't need to put yourself in the book. I'm really surprised America hasn't sent you back. They don't like deserters. We have feelings about think, that here. I don't I don't well, know. I'll have to read the article. I don't know that they're going after him. I think it's just that, like, 
you can't laugh now or you're gonna be in trouble maybe i don't think he would have gotten asylum it's not like singapore he's wealthy from singapore so they're an ally i'll have to read the article again whatever i don't know movie versus book comparison i pick the movie every time this is the only book i will ever go i liked the movie more um no i I think water for elephants the water for elephants was better that Um, water was better i think something borrowed the movie was better hey i'll give it to Um, you because i don't want to (laughs) argue i have a couple of ones that i'm like okay well um for me it cut the bullshit out of this book and it made more sense. You could have actually turned this into like a nighttime soap opera, like a Grey's Anatomy kind of thing, and it would have been a lot better. But this, this is you like, know what? It doesn't work in needs, a book. You know what this vibes as? What? What was that show? Damn it! Uh, Desperate like Housewives. A it's like a telenova, but Desperate Housewives. It's Desperate Housewives vibe. Yeah. It's got that soapy. It's the real housewives of wherever the fuck. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I like the movie a lot better. I will say I didn't love the movie. Like I definitely think that there are better rom-com movies. Um, I think it was great for representation. I mean, that cast was a beautiful representation of all of the U.S.'s and the world's Asian American, Asian actors. But you know what? I thought Mm -hmm. of something. Okay. Sorry, before I tell you that, Aquafina killed it in that movie. She was by Nothing. far the best part of it. Like, in a cast that included comedians that, like, are hands down. Dr. Cool. Ken Jeong. Yeah, Ken. Yeah. Like, when you can outstage him, and she did, like, that She was did. Amazing. I forgot he was in the movie. Yeah. And she too. was in scenes with him. I know, me too. So, um,. You remember how in Mercury Pictures Presents, one of the things we talked to Anthony Mara about in the episode last week, well, at the con, but the episode last week, um, we talked to him about how um, his character in the book, who is Asian, he's American-born Chinese, Chinese, right? Chinese-American. And he's being cast as a Japanese person because nobody really cared about which Asian which, he was. As long as he was Asian. That movie does that. There are peop- many people in that movie that are not Chinese. Who are playing Kore- or Korean or yeah. Japanese yeah. or Taiwanese or Filipino or whatever, man. All like- Asian people are not the same. <laughs> Seriously. But I have to say... Hollywood doesn't give enough, uh, and people of color in general, uh, a fair shake, but uh, Asian Americans are really underrepresented in pop culture. And that's actually something we talked to Nikki Payne about, right? They don't even get picked up on dating apps. They're the least likely to. So so I do think, like, I understand, I guess, why they had to cast people. But if you would have just cast your net wider, you know? Right. Well, I mean... They could have even dug into the Singaporean, you know, Hollywood movie scene and tried to find actors there. But they were trying to represent the U.S., right? They were Mm -hmm. trying to show how much Hollywood gets behind this idea. They were trying. They're like, look, we're inclusive. Do you see? You see the book? It's people of color. Buy it because it's. People of color, look, we like people of color. 
color. Did you ever watch the show Superstore? Yeah. I can't think of his actual name, but the guy that played Oliver in the movie, he's on Superstore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he plays the, yeah, he plays, he's um, Korean. yeah, yeah, yeah. A Korean American. And um, he plays uh, an, an undocumented immigrant mm-hmm. in the show. Um, he does a terrible British accent. They should have just let him use his American one. It was awful. Okay. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Final thoughts? That's what it Final thoughts. Um, I will never finish the series. No. Me Don't me. ask me to. Um, if you have a book that better represents your culture. And A-I- you want us to- AAPI, but we're looking for anything. We read anything. diverse books. We, we read diverse, diverse books. books. We read diverse books. We love diverse books. We are here for it. If you have something you want us to read that you think we won't bag on, Message us. Hit us up. Email us. Or even if you have a book that you really hate, that you want to so, you want us to read it, something you hate, fucking do that too. We'll we do don't care. Too. We want diverse books. Yeah, we want your diverse books. We're not sitting here begging on it because they're POCs. We're begging on it because it is too fucking long. It is too fucking long. <laughs> I might cry how long this book was. Yes. I feel that in my soul. Okay, next week. Next week, uh, we are going to be talking about this book, Legends and Lattes, by Travis Baldry. He um, reads the audiobook. He, he reads the audiobook, and I know you are reading the physical book, and I'm kind of sad because he does a really good job with the. With I gave up the uh, physical book already. Oh, you did? Okay. That I had didn't to. even last a full day, Molly. <laughs> My brain is on fire. You texted me this morning. To no, say. that was yesterday. That was no. yesterday. No. I swear to God, it was yesterday. I told you I was reading the physical book. Okay. Well, I don't know where my phone is, but when I find my phone, I'm going to screenshot and prove it to you. We'll just talk about it off pod. Okay. So next week, this book, Legends and Lattes by uh, Travis uh, Baldry. Um, and- I honestly picked it for a brain break. It's like it's a brain break. It's Seinfeld. It's a story about nothing. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll talk more about it next week, though. Okay. So that's it for me. Do you have anything else? I got nothing. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Pritchetta. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.